Hi, Paul Scanlon here. Thanks for taking the time to click on my podcast. I want to spend time focusing on my primary passions of leadership, personal development, communication, growing big people. And I hope that these podcasts really help and add value to your life and to your journey. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks again for doing this. And it's great just to have a chat with you about um, this subject matter, self-awareness, which I know you spoke quite a bit about. So I thought it'd be good just to chat a bit and get into some of these questions about it and really just hear your thoughts on the whole concept of being self-aware. You know, last time we touched a little bit on it, Tom, on our Mm. first capture, sit down together, um, when you asked me about going back and what would I say to a younger me, and I talked about that need to tell my younger self to be myself, and out of that we talked a little bit then about what I'm referring to there is the whole idea of self-awareness, which of course we don't have as young people. I think the big thing I want to say first of all about it is now we're treating it as a subject particularly today is that as a society as human beings I suppose we live back to front outside in right so because we live from the outside in and not from the inside out which is where life is really supposed to be lived from um, it's a huge reason why we lack self-awareness so most people um, most people live subject to and defined and conditioned by what happens externally in their lives. Yeah. So they become more like a thermometer reflecting external conditions right. than they do a thermostat reflecting their internal temperature. So rather than live from that internal temperature that they have control over outwards onto random temperatures around them in any given day circumstantially, they don't. And so people live and get exhausted trying to manage and field all the different incoming stuff uh, that's against them and resistance to them and sabotaging of them rather than spend probably far less effort hmm. working on a self-awareness, working on fixing up an internal world, framing an internal world that allows them to be consistent and stable in any external circumstances they may be in. So I think the first thing to say up front about this massive idea we're talking about today is that we are all disadvantaged in this Western society especially because we live from the outside in and therefore we have no internal self-awareness skills and many people don't even know that that's an option for life. Right, yeah. So millions and millions of us are ducking and diving, dealing with external stuff, because that's how we raised from day one. And yeah. generationally, that's how we've lived. So I think it's stacked against us to live from the inside out. Sure, yeah. And you obviously, as you said, we alluded to it last time, in terms of looking back and finding out that was a big thing for you to learn. I mean, like, for me, a lot younger, like, where would you even advise someone start with something like that? I think, I think because my personality, I was probably always more of a loner and an inward person. Maybe I bumped into it quicker than people that are more mm, extrovert sure. party animals. I don't know whether it was a personality thing for me that I picked it up younger. Um, I mean, I still feel I was a late comer to this idea, but I think certainly in my early 20s, I didn't have a language for what we take now. But I think I was aware then that, that uh, that, that life was better when I felt more in control of it. Not that I could change circumstances, but I could change my 
response to them. Yeah. And I felt that when I had some control over my circumstances by having control over my response to them, I realized the circumstances matter less when you have a degree of control over them. Right. Even though you're not changing the circumstance, you're changing your relationship and perspective towards it, which is a self-empowering gift to us. I think early on I figured out that when I began to take charge of parts of my life that were just not good in my early 20s. Three kids, no money, um, yeah. no prospects. Wow. Uh, by the time I was 20, um, and I just thought, this is terrible and getting worse. I am a repeat of my dad who moaned all his life about circumstances, but did nothing about them. Wow. And I think in my early 20s, I, I don't take my life off that autopilot default mode and try and begin to take charge of my life and take it on a trajectory that was a preferred one. Yeah. So you really early on made a conscious decision. Um, I think, you know, if you were to say to me, if I sat down and I suppose like this in this setting, asked you, first of all, you know, how can we become more self-aware, where to start? Um, following that up, is there a risk? Is there a risk that we'd become too self-aware? Well, I think, um, yeah, there's risks with any endeavor and pursuit of life. And I think certainly that's one of them. I think in the Christian mind, and a lot of my listeners and audience are that, uh, not only are we disadvantaged by being humans, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, but we're disadvantaged by being Christians because classically in the charismatic Pentecostal church, we have um, demonized self. Yeah, sure. I was raised in a Christian context to not trust your heart, that, that we had to crucify the flesh, that we, um, and all those phrases, I didn't know what they meant, but it sounded like I should have no relationship with myself. Yeah. Um, and so in the church world, there was a massive risk to self-awareness, which was you may drift away from God and drift right. away from Christianity. So we all avoided that like the plague. And I never, uh, even looking back, understood the validity and the benefit of that to us as young people growing up because we had a one-size-fits-all approach to life anyway. Yeah. What this meant is that it, we, we had no personality, we had no variety, we didn't celebrate difference in our churches because we were all lacking this internal development of who we really were as people for fear of this risk of becoming too introvert and too self-aware and yeah. too in touch with ourselves. It was all about being God conscious, which I understand that, but the downside, I suppose, of that is that we became so God conscious for fear of being self-conscious that we had no awareness of who we really were as people. And I suppose Beyond that, the risks of self-awareness are that you actually begin to get involved in the management of your own life, and some people don't want that. Yeah. I think self-awareness spells responsibility much more than not having that. Yeah. I think self-awareness means that you embark on a journey to figure things out, to figure you out, to figure out why you do what you do, why you think what you think, and within that is a fear of having a wrong diagnosis. Yeah. I think all of that is why people would rather live at a surface level than be more inward because the risks are it gets too complicated, there's too much angst and too much frustration and too much confusion figuring out me. I think a lot of people, frankly, are probably too lazy to be enticed by what I think is the massive benefits of yeah. self-awareness. So I think there's multiple layers of what people would call risk. 
I've faced all those, I've been through all those, and I think the reward massively outweighs any of those risks. Yeah, yeah. So you'd really tell people jump into it? I think so, and the sooner the better. Um, and there's degrees of it. We don't have to jump in at the deep end and all become, you know, self-awareness gurus. I don't, I'm not advocating that. But I think a, a, a healthy level of self-awareness for all of us is not going to be um, a loss to any of us, I don't yeah. think, uh, in a world that, that increasingly is asking us personally to figure things out, that it stopped figuring out for us. Our politicians don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, we don't know what we're going to get on the news when we turn the TV on tomorrow morning. No one seemed to have answers to things that we felt the authorities, the military, the police, the justice system used to have answers to. I think all of this stuff, to me, is setting us all up in our era, in our generation forwards to becoming much more self-aware people. We have to yeah. grapple with things ourselves much more. We can't rely on others to figure stuff out for us anymore. If that was ever something we relied on, including school teachers, pastors, yeah. churches, leaders, I think we all have got to take on board this responsibility and privilege and joy to me of being yeah. more self-aware people. Right, yeah. So really, if you, I think if you, like you said, jump in maybe the shallow end, would you, would you say for people, you've got in the shallow end, you've figured a little bit out, keep developing in levels and levels yes. and get deeper and deeper. Because I think there are levels to self-awareness and it's not an exact science, but self-awareness is what we're talking about. To me, is the basic level of where self-awareness can go to. Sure, right. Self-awareness is this, gen you can be aware of something without knowing why you're aware of it. You and I could be sat here aware of uh, danger, but we're not sure what it is that is in danger. Right. We can have a sense of fear that flags up internally, intuitively, that something's not right, but we can't prove and justify that fear. Awareness is kind of that sixth sense of picking things up. Everybody has it, so I'm not talking about anything anyone doesn't have. It's just that it's so neglected and misunderstood and underused that we randomly experience it, but then we walk away from it. It's that beginnings of our heart, our fundamental intuitions calling to us that yeah. is self-awareness. I think beyond that, we then step into self-knowledge. Right. Self-knowledge is where you begin to now figure you out particularly. So self-awareness will tell you this and this makes me angry right. when I see it yeah. on TV or read it or see it on the streets or in life. Self-awareness lets you know that I get upset and emotional when I see that. Self-knowledge tells you why wow. you get angry or upset or emotional. A lot of people, millions and millions of people, I think, will sit and get upset and emotional and angry about stuff, and then it stays there. Yeah. And they just do that all their life. But never figure out, what is that telling me about me? Because that's when it gets exciting. Sure. If you can figure out why that affects me like that and affected no one else in the room or no one else I know it's telling you something unique about you that is why you're on the planet right so self-awareness would to me be basic level first step first floor ground floor first floor would be this sense of self-knowledge where you begin to as I said go beyond that 
and, and unwrap all that stuff. Um, and then ultimately it moves to another level, which I would call self-expression. But once you've right. figured out who you are and why I do that, you can then begin to intentionally express that wow. more the intentionally. Point. That you can now have a voice into those things yeah. you're angry about. And the ultimate stage of these levels I'm describing now to me will be self-determination. Self-determination is that you've realized this is who I am, this is what makes me tick, these things bother me, these are what I'm good at, I'm great in these areas, now around that I'm going to build a life, a career, relationships, um, I'm going to pursue these passions I have because I've realized they're not random, they're not passing, it's not just something I had in a film last week and I watched it, I got upset, sure. I've now figured it out with self-knowledge, I have now moved it into uh, the, the next level beyond that of self-expression. Now I actually talk and have opinions about it because I realize that's big for me. And now I'm determining my outcomes of life wow. based on what I figured out on yeah. those first three levels. So self-determination to me is the ultimate empowering gift to ourselves. Yeah. Having figured out those prior steps to this is what I want to go in life. Yeah. Most people don't know that. And they're choosing careers and stuff. They don't know why they're choosing. And then sure. later on in life, maybe wake up to realize I shouldn't have been in this area of life. Yeah. Well, that stuff really helps you, I guess, build a foundation, a bottom line that you then live out of. I think it gives people a, that are listening to us today that are thinking, well, I wouldn't even bother listening to something on self-awareness. What do I care? I've got, you know, bills to pay and my kids are sick and whatever. And I think that's the problem with our driven, fast-paced Western society. Wow. That we, what we're talking about sounds like just too much hard work. It sounds like I have to slow down, go on pause, and I ain't got time for that. I think that's why I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Because I get that. You and I both live in that world. And so we get that. Um, and yet, as I said earlier, there is so much other stuff in life that's telling us, you better slow down. Sure. You better figure stuff out. Because if you don't figure you out, someone else will, wow. and they'll come up with a version of you. Yeah. That means you don't determine your outcomes and you don't determine your life because you were too lazy to figure you out. So they figured you out and they pushed you, whether it's parents or society or culture or your postcode or your failures or your background, it will all push you to something and someone who is not you. Yeah. But that is the fate of those that are too lazy to figure out who they are. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it beneficial. And uh, I know time is precious commodity for us all, but I would love it if you would take the time to write a review or comment. And above all, maybe subscribe to my podcast channel. Thank you.